Man, I, I got it. I got the blood flowing, man. Yeah, pull up the music. Give me one second. Have y'all eaten yet? Because I've just been eating all day. That's how I'm dealing with all this. How are you dealing with this? Welcome to the ACC Basketball Degenerates. It is the annual tradition of the NCAA Tournament Field Preview. Welcome one, welcome all. I'm your host, Luke Neer, alongside Vegas Mike, who you've already heard, and Taylor Pilkington. The whole gang is here. Gentlemen, so many thoughts. That's an annual text that I get from Mike Jaffe. And guess what? Right on cue, an hour after Selection Sunday, after the show, what appears in my inbox? That exact text. That exact phrase. So many thoughts. Good evening. (laughs) Oh, man. When the bracket is unveiled, it's just like you rolling out a carpet. You know, everything's possible. You just want to go. You want to lay on it. You want to just stride right into your future. You know, anything is possible. Anything is possible, as KG famously said. Who's you know, going to have the perfect bracket? What I was trying to pull happen. up was a clip from our last March Madness preview show a year ago where mm-hmm. you had another great quote, which was, hello, hello, welcome, welcome. <laughs> 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 I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to close the podcast with this, which okay, was this sinister, right, okay. creepy, hello, hello, welcome. Just right. come into my black hole. A little bit like Tennessee has been this year, right? Come into my black yeah. hole, please. Yeah. Come it, come, all ye ramblers. Come all ye jackrabbits. Come to my den in, into our safe space. Yeah. Welcome to the tournament in the ACC Basketball Degenerates. That's yeah. a great way of phrasing it. Taylor will chime in once he finishes mixing up his cocktail, which is exactly <laughs> what he's doing. And I know that because we are on video with this as well. What is that, a GNT? What's your beverage of choice? This is a martini. Oh, good. You got to get a martini oh, glass. You got to shake it. Well, you know, I at home, I, I do the, uh, you know, the cheap lo-fi version, which I call a New Orleans martini. Same ingredients, just less time and energy. Well, in preparation for this show, I had a peach teeny out of honor of the Oregon State Beavers last year who turned into our darlings, but we're going to find a new one this year. All right, guys, I've got to say, I rely on you two for round one and round two, but I will say I picked the last four national champions, so I cannot lose this streak. So if I do anything ridiculous, get on me, but I'm going to stick to my guns and try to make it five for five. This is dating back to Carolina in... 17, Villanova 18, Virginia 19, and then uh, Baylor 2021. That's where we are right now. And you know who number five is going to be? Hold that thought. That's a tease. Oh, oh. that's pretty impressive. Is that a is that a real statistic? I, I'm. We yes, need a fact check. That's pretty impressive. I have the receipts to prove it. Mm, At least from right. last year, and I have a bracket that's still framed from the Virginia title run. If you'd like to see that, yeah. I can go. It's down the hall. I can go get it. <laughs> well, look, only one person on this podcast called Virginia on the pre preview for the season of that of that same year. So, you know, that's my claim to fame, along with having Loyola uh, in the final four about four months before the tournament even started. Uh, you know, we've all had our moments and this is where we create memories for the future that we can we can hang over each other's head. Like Taylor's, yeah. I'm sure going to pick, uh, you know, Auburn to win it all. And we could hang it over his head for the rest of this. <laughs> all, all I hear when you guys are talking about this is like, oh, I could throw it over the water tower when I was in high school. 
I ran a four six forty. Yeah, yeah. Well, All right. Well, we're where going, are we going to start? Are, are we, we going clockwise? Or are we going counterclockwise? But we're definitely starting in the west. There's no other yeah, place to yeah, start. Let's start in the west. Let's because start in the west and we got a lot of emails. We got a lot of tweets when we started. What, did we start on the bottom right one year and everybody got upset? Remember? Yeah. So we can't upset we definitely, people. We were trying to be hipsters because everybody starts in the top left. Every right, single preview right. show. But I, I like to think our preview show brings something else to the table in addition to entertainment. Just, you know, something out on a ledge that you might not hear anywhere yeah. else. So let's go for it, okay? And we're, Georgia we're going to break it up Who this believes? year, right? Are we, are we going to – let's break it up this year. Let's break it up bracket by bracket so that we can separate it into four episodes. For, yeah, let's give Luke, listeners. the executive producer of the podcast, a lot more work. Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> on your marks, get set, go. Gonzaga, Georgia uh, State. Got it. Game number you one. This it. is actually a Thursday tip-off, by the way. Mm, mm. Um, They're like yeah, middle like of the Georgia day. Georgia State here. <laughs> <laughs> I like Georgia State for the money upset line. of the uh, century. Yeah, money line. Come on, let's go Well, you know, DraftKings has the promo of a $50 bet on Gonzaga plus 100, so they must know something, right? They have to know something. Right. Right, they're in on it. They're as soon as you see that promo, you gotta you gotta immediately hammer the other side. Okay, they, they didn't draft kings until they sponsor us, Luke. <laughs> well, I actually am sponsored by DraftKings, so that's why I'm throwing it in here. Mm. Just a little oh, a little okay. thing. Okay. But anyway. Twenty three, uh, is um, that the number? It's a little high. Twenty three? I think it's a little high. It's a little high. high. A little high. It's a lot. I, I mean, whatever. Georgia State. Who cares? I don't. I don't bet this game. Never will. No. Never. never. Have. No. Uh, but yeah, I guess Gonzaga can move through. But we'll advance. Um, all right. Boise State, Memphis. Can we please uh, tell Memphis. the? Can we tell the tale of what happened to the two of us on Sunday? And this is why I need to warn the the listeners. I mean, listener discretion advised. Mm-hmm. Mike Jaffe and I, when we talked last night. One of the biggest upsets in NCAA basketball history had the same Final Four. I believe that's changed within a day because Mike has second-guessed himself 15 times, and he's probably (laughs) rearranged three of those Final Four teams. So you're not going to get the same Final Four. But it was a very scary moment last night when we had the same Final Four because, A, Mike and I come from basketball at different angles, but when we collide, we talk ourselves into things like Memphis last night or or the other night. (laughs) Whenever you're listening to this, Memphis and Houston, it's a done deal. What else did we talk ourselves into? Notre Dame against Florida State. I mean, we have so we have a terrible track record of us texting during the day and saying it's a done deal. I love this. I'm adding more. Right. So this is like the kiss of death. If you and I have the same Final Four at the end of this podcast, for the listeners, for us, for everybody involved. The real problem is that I already spend the money before the game's over too you know like if we agree on it i'm already i've already spent it you know it's already sunk into some um some nfts of sean may you know which is like my new my new kink um so so yeah um yeah our our final four was similar but i can't wait to change it today but this memphis team i prefer to uh refer to as a 
as a passionate lover um, that you never want to live with. You know, it's it, when it's great, it's great. When it's not, they can't, you can't get them far enough away from you. Um, so uh, Boise State, meanwhile, is the total opposite. Old steady Eddie, rock solid. But what can I say? I'm a lover, not a fighter. Or maybe I'm both, I guess is what I'm saying. So give me Memphis here uh, to take out Boise State, even though I think Boise may in fact be better. Oh, I'm all over Memphis. I have decided my one take. I'm all over the American this year. Houston <laughs> and Memphis. These these are my teams. I think since Amani Bates uh, recused himself from the season, Memphis has been a lot better. Their front court is just like a man's man's front court. I love it. Dern's just massive. He's so yeah. big. Mm-hmm. Um, that SWAT against Houston off the backboard, which went to half court, I started just <laughs> giggling, laughing at it. Of how ridiculous right. the game was in general. It was such a street ball game. It was just physical, rough, bodies flying. Yeah. I don't know. Somehow Houston right. was hitting threes, but anyway. They do yeah. turn the ball over at one of the absolute worst rates in the nation, which I'm not like thrilled about. If you know, I don't want to overstate that. It's not great. It's not perfect. Nobody is. Um, but, you know, I, I'm still – I just like all the players. Landers Nolly, I think they have a lot of talent. I think it's a, a – you know, a, they have a lot of talent, and they work hard, and they're very physical. What, two points? They're giving two points? I, I'll take them with the yeah. points. Money line. Points. Just say money line. It feels money so much line. better. Yeah. Thank you. You just Are love you Penny. Boise? Are you doing Boise, Luke? No, I'm not, because what Ugh. stole my heart was – listening to Petty Hardaway in that first cutaway timeout of the title game, right, in the uh, American, where he said to his guys, listen, they've got a lot of pride, but we're the better team. <laughs> I just love the irrational confidence. I love the belief. How can I go against this man? How can I do it? I'm not going to. So it's just Memphis Moneyline. It's just a vibes uh, pick. It's just a vibes pick. You know, they have swagger. Uh, yeah, I like them coming off a loss, too. And Meanwhile, Boise Boise State went wire to wire, won the conference, won the tournament, and has played in a league of nothing but teams like Memphis and Houston. They're just all they do is play in a league of San Diego State clones like Wyoming and Colorado State, and we just discard it all. And we're just like, yeah, Memphis, aren't they fun? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Colorado State's a little bit different. Uh, that's not a, an apples to apples comparison. Come on. Mm. Mm-hmm. Colorado State has I mean, a unique player, right, in David Roddy, and they have shooters. Yeah. That's what Colorado State mm-hmm. is. That's nothing like Memphis. Now, maybe San Diego State's a better comp, but. I mean, Boise, if you're going to, like, to give Boise some credit, I mean, they do, they are one of the elite defensive rebounding teams in the country, and Memphis depends a lot on that front court getting a bunch of offensive rebounds and just, like, out-muscling people down there, so. Yeah, that's that's something to watch for sure. Yeah, but I'm still in Memphis. Yeah, so am I. Money line, Michael. Go ahead, take Boise State. All right. Um. No. 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 I'll stay on Memphis once. Uh. Once scorned, scorned again, or whatever people say. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's that it. Memphis. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm addicted. I'm addicted to that. Like. Uh, like Kanye. So give me that. Give me that Memphis. Yeah. Give me that Memphis. Good. Good. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, UConn, New Mexico State. UConn, New Mexico State. UConn, probably one of my teams uh, in the mid year. They even seem to get better, you know, and obviously beat Villanova, couldn't beat them in the Big East 
championship uh, versus New Mexico State. Uh, Hold up. Time out, time out. They didn't play in the, the yeah. Big East title game. It was oh, they, oh, it was, it was Creighton. It felt like the Big East title <laughs> What do you mean Creighton didn't fill it over to the wire? Okay, let me open up the conversation on this game. Uh, and I don't have a side here. I don't have a gut feeling mm-hmm. whatsoever on the spread, on the line, on who's going to go through. But after outlining my entire vision right after Selection Sunday in the following two hours, correct? And I shared that vision mm-hmm. with you, Mike, on our phone mm-hmm. call. And I still yep. believe in my vision. But I've made little tweaks of how I'm going to adjust to the game-to-game wagering portion of March Madness. And I've decided okay. to make the, the Big East my enemy. I'm going against the Big East. I'm shorting them. It was a eureka moment in the middle of the afternoon. I said, Providence, no thank you. Goodbye. Marquette, <laughs> see you later. Villanova, beating Tennessee, take a hike, okay? <laughs> so how can I go with you, kind of, if I have this theory? Right? right? I mean, I'm in mostly agreement with that, with the exception of... Uh... Yeah, Villanova. Calling Gillespie. Calling Gillespie. Hit two shots. Oh, let's crown him. Don't you talk about Archidiacono like that. Um, but really, what do we know about New Mexico State? I mean, I tell you what I know about Nothing. This is, a, this is a, hey, hey, you watch yourself. Um, UConn, UConn is a tight team, right? They play these like little one possession games. Think of Texas Tech. Think of UVA, right? I mean, they love to play these little tight uh, single possession games. I mean, and then what happens is Tyrese Martin just kind of closes them out. He's a good closer. You know, it'll be a theme you hear throughout this podcast. RJ Cole, you know, lots of heart and soul. Um, but you know what? New Mexico State is a is a team very similar to that. You know, they like the single possession games. They feel very comfortable um, relying on their defense. You know, and they're big and they're long. Um, they're Which is a little bit UConn- of a problem because UConn lives on the glass. It's- that's how they manufacture yeah, they the majority do. of their points. They do. They're going to have, I mean, they're really going to have a really hard time against New Mexico State. And I, this is the first upset that I'm going to pick today. I think New Mexico State wins this game. Uh, Teddy Allen is a shot maker and closer. You know, he he came over uh, as a transfer. Johnny McCants, I think, is going to be guarding um, Tyrese Martin, maybe even Andrew Jackson a little bit. I mean, these guys are big. They're a big athletic team with shot blockers inside. If you watch UConn, you know that that's going to be a struggle for them. Um, and I like Teddy Allen to close out the game, and I like them to beat UConn. So that's my first uh, upset pick, New Mexico State. Taylor, don't you have the feeling that Tyrese Martin is going to take some step-back air balls in the NCAA tournament? Uh, that, that's just I what think- I feel. I could be wrong, but I just have a feeling about that. I have a feeling that UConn is just going to wax the floor with New Mexico State. <laughs> I mean, this is, I think this is maybe, maybe it's kind of like trendy. I don't, maybe I'm reading that wrong. And the line is like six or seven. I kind of, I, I would probably even take UConn giving the points to them. Uh, New Mexico State takes threes at a super high rate. They are not an actually good three point shooting team percentage wise. They turn the ball over at a very terrible rate against oh, a yeah. very aggressive man UConn defense hmm. that like gets up in your face. I don't see that as a recipe 
like for success. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just think I think that's going to be too much for them. Now, yeah, we'll probably be sweating out six points. Like I'll be cursing them when they, you know, win by four, you know, the which is going to happen. Free throw to win by four, right? But but I just think I I don't really like New Mexico State in this position. I'm I'm all over UConn here. Well, I'm going to go somewhere in between the two of you. You're all over UConn at a blowout. Mike's in for the upset from New Mexico State. I'm in for the theory that UConn cannot and will not pull away from opponents, which Taylor briefly mentioned, even though he went for the UConn blowout. The best (laughs) they've done recently was Seton Hall by 10, beating that limping Seton Hall team who I don't know who they struggle with in round one. Somebody, right? Somebody tear. Oh, Georgetown, right? Georgetown. Yeah. yeah I mean, so they beat the limping Seton Hall team by, what, nine points? Great. Congratulations. I think that New Mexico State keeps it close for the reasons that Mike mentioned about the rebounding and just overall toughness. And I think UConn will go down in this game and they'll rally and win by five. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> precise, right? I think they go down early. I would take UConn on the live line. If you get live money line, that would be my play in this game. I'm staying away from it completely. I have no pregame action whatsoever, and I'm going to stay that way. So if I had to choose, and I have to choose, because those are the rules, I will take New Mexico State and the points. Next! Yeah! Two to one. Okay. Um, Arkansas versus Vermont. You know, Arkansas, the... The darling last year of the tournament, I think, you know, at least in my mind, they made a nice little elite eight run. They've been great in the SEC so far this year. Vermont, you know, just your typical dominant team in the American East. For some yeah. reason, they still have a, there's still a Duncan brother there somewhere there? deep. I think it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I think it's like Robbie or Ronnie. I, you know, there's still one there. I can't believe it. Wait, where um, did Steph Smith end up transferring to? Because he popped up on another team unexpectedly for me this year, right? That's a good question. Yes. Um, he landed somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. So we still uh, have one, du- we've East. got one Duncan. He probably St. John's. Yeah. You're right. Ah, yeah. That's I it. Thought, I thought I well saw done. Him there. Yeah. Because I saw him and I was like, is that Ish Smith? No, that's not Ish Smith. <laughs> Steph I know, Smith. I know that Smith. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Arkansas, man, Arkansas, Vermont. Is this finally the year that Vermont gets a win in the NCAA tournament? Well, they were close against Florida State when we were all in West Virginia together. You remember that game? Yep. Yep. I remember that game. Anthony Lamb. You know, trying his hardest to uh, to will that team to victory. I remember it well. Or were they dead a possession at half? Yeah. They maybe, were in it maybe, in crunch yeah. time, and then Florida State made it look good and pulled away. And that's a Florida State team who went on to dump Ja Morant and Murray State by about 20 points. So let's give right, a little bit of respect right. to Vermont and that team a few years ago. Anyway. Very talented team. Does the Hartford law scare any of you two? In overtime back in mid-February? Because the beginning of February Um, is when I start to look for trends. Your mm -hmm. team should be together by the beginning of February. That's one of my rules. Mm -hmm. Take it or leave it. That's what I'm using for Virginia Tech. That's what I'm using for Iowa and a variety of other teams who we'll get to eventually. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, sure, it, it worries me a little bit, but I mean, the problem is Vermont didn't really play anyone. You know, I mean, I the lack of competition for the past three months is more concerned than the Hartford loss. I mean, I think eventually you just get bored. You might be right. Are we overthinking this one and getting too cute with the margin of victory 
for Vermont. And is Arkansas another one of the, so is Arkansas another one of those teams who they're just so rock solid. They're not like an Ohio State from last year. I mean, Colgate, I know they got out to a little bit of a lead, and then it turned into a bloodbath very quickly. Are they the upset-proof yeah. team who can punch down and annihilate the downward punch, but they can't punch up? I think that's what Arkansas is, and that's how I'm going to handicap them for this tournament. Taylor. Hmm. I mean, I, from what I can tell, I you know, from what I lick my finger and put in the air, I smell that you know Vermont is the one of the very, very you know, trendy upset picks here. And uh, I like, I don't don't know. And and on paper, it's like Arkansas plays super fast. Vermont plays super slow. Vermont, you know, takes a bunch of threes and hits them at a pretty high rate. That's, you know, that's your classic like upset potential. But I, I, in some way, I just, I trust Arkansas enough as much as they had that kind of, slide real early in the season not real early but midway and i'm kind of like i kind of trust them enough you know even though i wish they had some shooting i mean they literally they go behind the three-point line and they forget how to play basketball i wish they (laughs) had that but i i kind of trust them enough here that i am not going to take vermont so i'm tentatively tentatively all over arkansas i also like the fact that they're coming off a bludgeoning at the hands of texas a&m that was their last moment and I think Musselman's gonna use that and I think it's gonna be Arkansas by double digits. I mean how yeah, can you but... use any of the advanced analytics for Vermont considering the competition? How can you say they're the best rebounding team in the country? You can't say that. It's ridiculous. I mean defensive rebounding translates a little bit. It's all positioning and boxing out. You might be right, but I'm not gonna say they're the best defensive rebounding team of the country considering the opposition. I mean, you don't yeah. have – they're not dealing with – I'm trying to think of good – they're not dealing with LSU going to the offensive glass like they do, right? They're not dealing with Oscar right. going to the glass. It's just completely right. different, so. Right. Yeah, I mean – all right, so you're you're taking Arkansas to kind of run away with it. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a it's, ground – It's not yeah. – it, what is the spread now? Four or five? Is it Yeah, it's like – it's, I think it started at four. I think it's at five and a half already now. Well, I thought it went. Oh, yeah. I thought it went down yeah. from six. Am I crazy? Oh wow. Okay, maybe not. Maybe I'm. Well, yeah, I I guess Ken has it as Ken Let's... has it as a four point game. Um, well, it's got to be but about I mean, five. You know. Let's look. Yeah, Arkansas is a. Um, it's like a, a hard running team in football that just wears you down. You know, over time, and I think Arkansas themselves. Uh, wore themselves out, you know, towards the end of the year. Um, they're, they play one of the fewest bench minutes out of any uh, team in the country. You know, they play uh, just a little six-man rotation pretty much. And, I mean, they had this stretch in late February where they get this. I mean, they played Tennessee, Florida on the road, Kentucky, LSU. They won all those games. All they four beat of those Tennessee. Games to close out the year. That says a lot. They beat Tennessee. Yeah. That's a huge And then win. they lost – then they went to Tennessee, couldn't close the game, lost. Well, no, they were down by 20 then, points. They came back and cut it to about three. So I think that's a victory. Yeah, they cut it to three, right? Yeah. So, no, they, and, it was and Tennessee then, couldn't. And then beat, yeah, and then they beat LSU to start the tournament, and then they just lost to Texas A&M. I mean, you know, they, they played, I think it was 
eight games in like 18 days to close out the year. I mean, that's a lot for a team that doesn't really have any bench players. And I think, you know, they will have been off for just about a week. Um, I think it's really, I think it'll help them a lot. I, I like them to, uh, to be able to pound Vermont into submission and, uh, and get the win. Okay. With that said, we got to move on. I will take Arkansas minus five, Mike, your final selection. Yep, definitely going Arkansas. I mean, I love the Catamounts, but not here. Arkansas. All right, it's a consensus. Go against it. Fade it. Next game on the list. (laughs) We move down into the territory of Alabama against Rutgers or Notre Dame, Mike's two favorite teams, because he's a New Jersey man. He's back to being just a Jersey guy, which I respect. Yeah, uh, he loves the rack, just like our, our good friend of the program, Gus Kearns. Shout out to him and the screen, the screener guys. And then the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, who no-showed the first half against Virginia Tech, got balanced out of the ACC tournament, and then everybody tried to pin the tail on Notre Dame as undeserving of a bid on Selection Sunday. What do we do here? Everybody hates Alabama. I think I'm kind of with you on that one. We don't have a line for this game, <laughs> but I think I'll be taking the winner and the points yeah. because the winner is going to get points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, my thought is that, you know, Alabama's the most frustrating team in the country, obviously. I mean, they beat so many quality opponents throughout the year. Um, you have the list in front of you. It's like a crazy list of teams that Alabama's beaten. It's like Gonzaga, Tennessee and Gonzaga and pretty much anybody you can think of that's, you know, trendy to go to the Final Four. Um, Alabama's beat at some point in the year. Um Except for Kentucky, they got swept by the Wildcats. Don't forget about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a a weird team. But then they also are terrible. Um, (laughs) Like, even in uh, Nate Oates' press conference before the tournament, Nate Oates was like, you know, we have had an unbelievable year. And it's like he was talking to his own team about that, like trying to get their confidence back up before the tournament. Huge red flag. Um, I like Rutgers to beat Notre Dame. I just think that they're – I'll take Geo Baker over Prentice Hub. Unfortunately, I love the Notre Dame team, but not against Rutgers. And I like Rutgers to slowly choke out Alabama and put them down and finally, uh, you know, put Nate Oates to bed. Um, So, yeah, I'll I'll take Rutgers in the win over Notre Dame and then the win over Alabama. All right, Taylor. I, I think Rutgers and Notre Dame are both wildly inconsistent teams. I think Rutgers has a higher ceiling, so I'll take Rutgers in this matchup. Oh, uh, thank you. But I just, I also don't trust them enough to pick them over Alabama. I trust Alabama to get through at least one game. Mm. So I'll, mm. I'll ride with NATO for at least one game. We have no okay, idea what this spread gonna... is going to be. So it's a little bit of a situation where we're just nipping at something we're scratching we're drawing a curve like an (laughs) econ class where you don't really know what the curve does just draw a curve out there in outer space that's how i feel about this matchup but i think i'm going to be going against alabama and i I would Mm -hmm. like to be on the wrong side of rutgers for one last time so you know what i'm just going to (laughs) select rutgers in both matchups and i'm sure that they will screw me in one direction Maybe both directions. <laughs> Maybe they can win against Notre Dame, but not cover. Right, they're favorites against Notre Dame, or are they are they going to be a dog? Yes, it's going to be. Or is it going to be? I a thought pick it was. Or? I thought it was a pick. Now, yeah, I well, mean, that's unfortunate. I can't see the line because I'm in New Jersey. They black it out for me. Well, I'll it's wait. Like, <laughs> uh, like, 
like the Russian internet. You know, I can't see what's out there. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait for Rutgers to be a two-point favorite. I'll take them at two. They'll win by one and get me once, and then I'll take them against Alabama, and they'll lose that game by a million. On to the next one. So that's my pick in a nutshell. I hate this Rutgers team because they just – they're the worst. They're terrible. They're, they just – they're excruciating. You just cannot win I with can that team. I can see how much it hurts you. Man, but it doesn't really matter, does it, whoever wins, whether it's Alabama, t- Rutgers, or Notre Dame, yeah, because they're going, all those teams are going to get absolutely stomped by the Red my, Raiders. My Red Raiders, baby. Um, so my ticket, just to refresh, I don't know how many times I've said this on the podcast. I might say it five more times. I have the Texas Tech Red Raiders at 35-1. to 1? Yes. Mm-hmm. Somewhere around there. Maybe 34, mm-hmm. maybe 33. Something over 32 to win the national right. championship. So I'm riding those Red Raiders. Mark Adams, um, you were the brainchild behind uh, the no middle. It was not Chris Beard and that Texas team. He's been a mess. <laughs> that Texas team has been a mess, Michael and Taylor. A mess. <laughs> so let's get on to the Red Raiders. They're playing a team who I know jack squat about. So how about you guys inform me about Montana State? No, I'm not studying anything about Montana State. Montana State can go back to wherever it came from because the Red Raiders are going to stomp on them. I don't know anything about them. Don't care. Red so Raiders. You just pulled a Barkley. I don't know where Angola <laughs> is. I just know Angola's in trouble. I don't know about Montana State, but Montana State is in trouble. I'm good with that analysis. No, Taylor, are you good with that? Can you third that? Yeah, I know nothing about Montana State, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> This is where Gus Kearns comes in, but not today. Not today, my friend. So Texas Tech walking, not no, running, not walking into the Sweet 16. Okay. There you go. Here's something to think about concerning Texas Tech, which mm-hmm. came to me. Let's chalk up their uh, home losses in the year. How many do we have? Hold that thought. It's a trick question. There's zero. Yeah, zero. zero. I noted zero. the same thing. And guess what? That fan base in Lubbock or wherever the Red Raiders are sprinkled, I mean, they came and invaded that Texas game in Austin. I don't know if you remember that. It was a, it, it felt like a neutral site game. I think they're going to invade wherever, I can't remember where Texas Tech is located, uh, their pod, but I think it's going to be a great crowd in favor of the Red Raiders. I think they're going to get some of those home vibes. And I just love that for them advancing past the first weekend and beyond. So that's something else yeah. to just stay the back I, Luke, I made that same note thinking about them like going further into the tournament. I was like, uh, is this the same team without people throwing tortillas on the floor? You know, is this gonna <laughs> matter when we get to the sweet 16, that sort of thing? Um, but I mean, first round, I don't think it's gonna matter, Montana State. But yeah. Well, tortillas play in San Diego, which is where they are playing. So, you know, people love a good fish taco in San Diego. So I like to think that they'll be well received. Um yeah, I I I like I like your comments about them traveling. Yeah, Texas Tech is pretty good, man. Pretty good. And you know, in memoriam of Guthrie, who is still alive, but just not on the podcast, um, who had a one a one hundred to one Texas Tech ticket the year they in twenty nineteen. It was incredible. You know. Yeah, I sat next to him when he when he booked it. He was so proud of himself. So uh RIP Guthrie. Well, I was doing it. When I bought that ticket, or those tickets, plural, because I bought one and I said mm-hmm. I need more, and then I bought another one and I said I need more. Same value. 
I just did it about three to four times, right? I did ding. You ever right. do that when you're wagering? I just go ding. I'm like, ah, oh, no, anymore. Ding, ding. Instead of just doing one <laughs> ding, I did about three or four Texas Tech dings with the future. So that was in honor of Guthrie and may that memory live on. And may they make it all the way to the finals. Or win the whole thing. That'd be great. So I don't have to really worry about all this hedging, which will happen. Okay, finally, let's get to the bottom of the bracket. We have Michigan State, this trash Spartans team, going against one of my adopted children, the Davidson Wildcats. I've attended two of their games this year. They won both, and they were impressive wins against the VCU Rams, who I don't know if that's a Taylor-adopted team. I think RU is more of a Taylor-adopted team, but you know what? They beat RU as well. So I was at that game as well. Davidson... Coming off a loss, me like. Me like. <sighs> I mean, the, you the, sure, the, Luke. Let me tell you a little bit about this me Davidson sure. team. Okay. They may okay. look like they're difficult to defend, but they're so methodical with that five out. It looks like they're going really slow. It looks like you're going to be able to get up in their grill, and boom, Matthew Jones is elevating with his length and nailing a three. You've got Lee, mm. who's probably d- making the wrong decision, but somehow it turns out right, okay? Lawyer is <laughs> the smallest guy on the floor, but he can get his jump shot off the bounce. Let's make a note of that. Highlight off the bounce pretty much anytime he wants. He's a phenomenal free throw shooter. He can close out games that way. I know they didn't close Richmond, but Richmond was just a team of destiny, and they, they got a few fortunate bounces in the final couple minutes. So that's my take yeah. on... and. If we're looking at the rest of the Davidson Wildcats, they've got Luke in the interior, right? So he can match it with pretty much any big man. I think he can match it with Mark Williams if he sees him in round two. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Do you guys? Yeah, I, I don't really. I mean, you know, I love the story of Lawyer too. Isn't he the – he's a Michigan State transfer, I believe. Yeah. Um, you know, and coming back full circle for him after a crisis of confidence, you know, and then coming over to Davidson and leading that team. You know, what, what I like about Davidson, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, is that they're, they're really big guards. I mean, they, these are these are guards that – Except for You lawyer. know, with the exception of Lawyer, who's kind of like a, a smaller point point guard kind of stiffish um but you know the rest of the guards are big so you know michigan state you know when you have um when you have guys like gabe brown out there closing out it's not going to have that huge effect um Mm -hmm. that that you have with other mid-majors and you know what this michigan state team is trash okay it's it's not a good team um and there's a reason that somebody like meninga on Hauser, and I think that's a right. phenomenal defensive pairing at the four. Right, and and I mean, there's a reason that Michigan State didn't have a single player on the first, second, or third team All Big Ten. Okay, it's just because they're not very good. I mean, they're just not a very good team. There, there's nobody on the All Defensive Team for. I think Gabe Brown maybe made an honorable mention somewhere in there, um, but that's just because he's old. He's been there forever, you yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, you know, you just kind of give them to some guys. You know, hey, thanks for sticking around for five years, Gabe. Yeah. Here's a third team, um, all Big Ten. You know, it's just not a very good team. And Davidson this year has really showed out. I re- I really like them in this matchup. Um, I just wanted to hear you justify it, Luke, so that's why I had to ask. Uh, but, yeah, Davidson's the pick here for sure. 
Taylor? Yeah, I'm going to ruin it by picking Davidson too. Okay, great. No! You, I mean, you were just watching Michigan State play Purdue. You were catching I was, up on the I, was Look, I mean, they kind of finished okay. That loss to Purdue and then beating Wisconsin wasn't that bad. But, like, they take too many long two-pointers. Their real strength of their defense is, like, getting blocks on the interior and really making interior shots bad. It's right. not about, like, right. limiting three-pointers. Oh, once. And then yeah. even uh, Tyson Walker might be injured. He might not even mm-hmm. play. We don't know yet. Who knows? I'm sure mm-hmm. that'll change the line if things happen. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like. I want to take Davidson in this game. All right. Well, you're not allowed to. I'll pay you to stay off. Of <laughs> <laughs> this Davidson team, Easy I've seen money. in the flesh twice this year live. They're going to overcome our jinx. I'm in on them. And I've got a sizable portion of my monetary troops devoted to them, I think, in round one. I, what? It just makes sense. Look, where, where your, your paycheck just goes right, right to like you know DraftKings. This is March, Michael. <laughs> you know, I've spent <laughs> since November building up this bankroll for this moment. Okay, what, what, what are you yeah, going to say in yeah. April, mid-April? I mean, what are you going to look forward to? The Kentucky Derby. That's all I'll have left after this, because I don't do anything else. So, I don't, no, I don't mess no, with that NBA or MLB or any of that nonsense. Okay, next. Duke, Duke, Duke. You, this is the do you have this the guts is the to team that's gonna save the ACC. Do you have the guts to Duke, do it, Michael? Duke is. Uh, yeah. Oh, I absolutely do. Cal State Fullerton yeah. money line. You're damn right, I do. That's <laughs> that's <laughs> absolutely. This this Duke team is terrible. Maybe I mean, they they're absolutely terrible. I mean, it wasn't Cal State. I think they were the last team in. I think they won their last available tournament. Maybe that was like at two o'clock in the morning on uh, on Saturday night. You know, before the Sunday games. Yeah, sure. I'll take I'll take Fullerton. Why not? Um, can you say I mean, mo- I don't know a lot about him. Can you say Doesn't money line? Matter. Like you made it. <laughs> yeah. Cal State Fullerton money line. There you go. I That probably wasn't even convincing enough. Um, Did Coach yeah, stop coaching? Definitely... Because I don't know if you watched any of the body language of the sidelines in the ACC tournament title game. It looked mm-hmm. as if he was not interacting with anybody, even the officials, which I was shocked by. He wasn't even right. in the officials' ears. And they were just rolling right. the ball out for Paolo to – do a little AAU, a couple of dribbles, pull up long two, or AJ right. Griffin to cross over and step back into a three. They weren't ready to get anything, and they stopped guarding. This is a very talented, elite defense early on in the year. This is a team who stifled Gonzaga and completely held Timmy in check. And I don't know why they went in the other direction, but they certainly did. Yeah. And that's a They've huge issue. They've gotten worse. They've gotten yeah, so they much worse. I don't understand what it. happened. What happened to Duke's defense? That was going to be their identity this year. And like, even I swore, offense. I swore that their identity was going to be just like this stifling, amazing man-to-man defense. Wendell Moore is the only one that cares anymore. I think you're that. right. Um, you know, and he, I think he's great, but Trevor Keels is no, it's terrible. They should have, they should have made a transition to Wendell Moore at the point guard. I don't know how long ago, you know, in the second half of the Virginia tech game, they have Wendell bring up the ball, but he's much more efficient on the wing. And so it kills a lot of their offensive output when people collapse on um, Paolo at the top of the key and around the free throw line, you know, and they depend on that offense. Otherwise it's just Griffin taking threes. You know? <laughs> and like, 
I mean, Trevor Keels is awful. Just Mike, awful. you know what? I, I have I have played several pickup basketball games with Mike where uh, Mike has told me, like, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing people that you have a jump shot, Taylor. Like, <laughs> if you make the first jump shot of the entire game, people think you can shoot. And I feel right. like Trevor Keels had a good game against Kentucky at the very beginning of the season, and people were like, oh, he's got it. And he's still yeah. good, but you know he 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 doesn't have it the way he had it in that game. Let's just say. that's right. That's yeah. absolutely right. That's a very nice analogy. I do get I do get mad when people like face guard you and pick up. I'm like, no, you can take two steps back. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't worry, you can take a couple steps back. It'll be all right. <laughs> My bottom line here. What is the line? Where do we at? 16, 15? Yeah, I know it's moved oh. a little bit. Oh man, it's way too much, man. Fourteen. It's currently fourteen. I don't even care who. That's Cal still State too much. Has, but I guess I'll look. I guess it's I'll way look. too much. Oh. I know. I mean, I'm not going to bet on this game. I Neither think Duke's going to win. But, but we have to do on. every single game. Gun to my head, I take Fullerton. I don't love it, so I'll take the fifteen points. And that finishes round one of. The West region. Now we got to run down some hypotheticals briefly before we move on to part two. Right. Gonzaga against the pennies. Hypothetical. Or, uh, or you're Boise gonna State. You're going to go round by round? You're going to go round by I thought we were just going to do just, an elite eight each. Let's everybody give, give us general thoughts. I think Gonzaga gets there to the elite eight. Yeah. Okay. Are All we in right. agreement there? Or, Mike, are you yes. going to take an Arkansas um, limb? I'll take them to mm, yes. I think they get to the elite eight. I have Texas yes. Tech in my elite eight. I have Davidson in the Sweet Sixteen, upsetting Duke. Mm. Yeah. And my story yep. is eventually Texas Tech and Gonzaga, and we'll leave it there. Taylor, what's your story? Uh, yeah. I, th- I mean, I I trust Gonzaga the most. Like, just they're the steadiest, and then. In the bottom half of the bracket, uh, I kind of like Alabama. I I, I trust. Oh my Duke goodness! Get... You yeah, hipster! I I think Alabama nice. beats Duke to get into the lead lead eight. A triumphant return for Taylor, taking Alabama, shaking it up. I love it, <laughs> dude. I got. I... I got Rutgers playing Davidson in the Sweet 16. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I got Davidson in the Elite Eight against Gonzaga. And I, I do have Gonzaga winning that game to make their who knows how many Final Four, you know. I feel like they're in there every year. But, yeah, I, I got Gonzaga in the Final Four. That's a wrap of the West Region. Stay tuned because we've got more from the ACC Basketball Degenerates. It is our 2022 NCAA Tournament Preview. Next, we will go down i'm not going to say down south i'm going to say down below which is the east regional next